Basketball has officially entered the second half of the season. This is the time for teams to prove that they are contenders or pretenders. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Get in the action now to claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the sweat like never before. Every dunk, steal, assist means so much more with DraftKings' daily fantasy lineup. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN, and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Only at DraftKings. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bolts broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson. Chase Groshaw with me today. Chase, how are you doing on this lovely Wednesday afternoon? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it's a little dark and gloomy out, but it, as I kind of, we, we just recorded WNP as I talked about on that, it you know makes it a little better for the lighting on my computer. So I'm really not minding too much right now. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, unfortunately, I've had to talk with you and Alec over the last half hour, not not half no. hour, hour and a half, I should say. Um, but, you know, aside from that, I'm actually feeling pretty good today. Uh, I had a lot of homework over these last couple of days. Got it all done right before we started recording. So I'm pretty... Uh, I'm pretty loosey-goosey from here on out. Maybe uh, crack open a hard cider later tonight. Oh, isn't that exciting? Yeah, pretty exciting. But uh, solid show here coming for the the old fans. We've got to first talk about uh, Tim Peel. Uh, what a bonehead! What a bonehead move there. Uh, then we got to talk about Vasilevsky. Going to do a game review and preview. Uh, Curtis Gabriel and Bob Boner. They get a fine uh, lottery changes. A bunch of stuff. So Chase. Let's just hop into the Tim Peel news. Um, obviously, he's, he's been a referee for the NHL for quite some time. He gets caught slipping on the Nashville broadcast between Nashville and Detroit, uh, saying, hey, you know what? I wanted to give Nashville a penalty, so I did. Not exactly that, but uh, basically along the lines of that. Here's the direct quote. It wasn't much, but I wanted to get a fucking penalty against the Nashville early in the blah, blah, blah. Like, they dot, 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 cut off at that. So who knows what he continued to say. But yeah, he, he, he admitted, yeah, uh, he wanted to call whatever he could call Nashville to try to even out the game. Uh, um, let's be frank. Anybody here who played hockey, makeup calls are, are a real thing. Everybody knows this. It's, it's an unspoken thing, but refs make shit calls all the time because they might have made an iffy call before or the team's been way too lopsided in terms of penalties, so they'll do a makeup call or a bullshit call. It happens all the time. It's, it does not surprise me that this happened. I guarantee you it happens all the, like, all the time in the NHL, too. But the fact that it was caught on a hot mic is a horrible look. Uh, the fact that he swore and it was caught on national TV on a national broadcast, you know, that 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 doesn't help either. 
Uh, the NHL ended up having to fire him after this. He's done over 1,500 NHL games. He's done playoffs. He's done the Sochi Olympics. He was retiring at the end of the year. Uh, it just, it's a shitty situation, but, you know, you kind of got to do what you got to do. In, in my opinion, the integrity of the game, even though we know these things happen, uh, like you like you got it. You want to try to eliminate them or if you're not able to limit them, you want to at least hide they're happening, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing that kind of sucks is he was going to retire this year. Now he's got to go early retirement because he did get fired. Um, not a not a great way to end a very long um from what it looked like successful career, but who knows yeah. now, now that this, this is out there, maybe they got to start looking back on some of the games he called. Maybe there was some fishy stuff happening. Who knows? Oh, there a hundred percent is going to be. And this happens like it, it happens more than you think it does. It happens with more NFL refs. I'm not interested you, just, you know, the listener in general, they, they might not realize how much this happens, but it happens a lot. And it's garbage. If you ask me, Makeup call, no, that, that, that's, that's bullshit. If if one team is taking the penalties, they deserve to sit in the box for it. The other team doesn't deserve another chance just because the the one has had so many penalties. If there's a bad call, you move on. It happens. The bad calls are going to happen all the time. You don't even it out. It's stupid. It's pointless. It just disrupts the flow of the game. It doesn't happen with my boy Wes McCauley, though. What a what an absolute beauty. I need more Wes McCauley in my life. Yeah, he, he, he's the best, dude. He's great. And just the... the the drama he brings to every call just has me on the edge of my seat and uh, I just can't get enough. But Chase, <laughs> let's talk about Andre Vasilevsky, um, a guy that we talk about all the time. He's a terrible goaltender. He's just for some reason, <laughs> <laughs> he's just Are for some silly? reason on a warm streak. Uh, well, a warm he, streak. He, he decides to just casually set a franchise record. Yeah, that 12 game win streak. Yeah, it's a franchise record. Uh, it's pretty decent, I'd say. To win 12 games in a row is a goalie. Obviously, they're not all in a row, but in a row for his starts. Uh, you know, that that's that's not too shabby. It, it just shows how dominant he is. Uh, you know, once he found his NHL game, it took him a couple of seasons. You know, it's not surprising for a goalie. But once he found his NHL game, he's just he's been the best in the league. And I really don't think there's any debate in, in, in that. I really don't think there's any grounds for debate, I should say, at least. Yeah, and Chase, it, it makes me wonder... And this is this is going to be a little bit uh, a little bit out there, a little bit crazy, maybe. Um, However, Tampa fans, um, hopefully they uh, enjoy this. But how how many more years do we need to see out of Vasilevsky at this caliber of play for him to be mentioned amongst the great ones in the Hossacks, the Brodeurs, the was how many more years do we need from him? Well, in terms of like, I'll, I'll start with, with the Hall of Fame talk first because these are all guys that are, that are Hall of Fame level goaltenders. So, I I think Vasilevsky maybe you know after this season, especially if he wins the Vesna, I think unless he falls off really hard, which I don't see happening, I think he's done enough to already kind of earn a spot as a Hall of Fame uh, candidate by the end of his career because he'll continue at at worst he'll continue being a good NHL goalie. Um, in terms of, you know, this would be put up with the hot tricks or maybe it's one of the best all time. I think he needs a couple more Vesnas, you know, like three, four or five more seasons of pure domination, which is very well possible because like right now he just seems like he's getting somehow better. Uh, so it really would not shock me if that were to happen. Um, but it, it, he definitely would have to, you know, continue to dominate when a couple more Vesnas, because I really think that like in terms of NHL goalies. Hashik is the best by kind of like a mile for me. And the absolute crazy thing is that he's only 26 years old. 
Like to have yeah. those great seasons, to continue to have Vezina caliber seasons for four or five years, like you were mentioning, that's not out of the realm of possibility for a guy who's only 26 years old. So Exactly. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and especially with a team that's so well put together and guys are right now in their prime, um, it, it's very well possible. And I look forward to see what he can do. Um, obviously, he's been tremendous. And remember back in, I think it was 2016, there was, or maybe it was 2017, the conversation was, who's better, Andre Vasilevsky or Matt Murray? Matt Murray's got the Stanley Cups. Andre Vasilevsky has the individual statistics. Well, now we look, and uh, it's obviously Matt Murray. Yeah, and Matt Murray's so good that he's just, like, he's letting the other Ottawa goalies play. He's letting Philip Gustafson get his chance because Matt Murray's just too good. He doesn't want to dominate the NHL. Yeah, he is absolutely killing it right now. Um, sorry, give me one quick sec to pull up his stats because they are phenomenal. <sighs> uh, right now, he has played... 20 games, well, 22 games started 20 games. He's 7 and 12 with a 384 goals against and an 0.88 save percentage. Oh my god. Oh boy. Uh, and I, for anyone that knows football, I feel like this is a Carson Wentz situation because Matt Murray was not this bad. He was good, he was talented, but. For some reason, that Pittsburgh fan base ate him alive, and he lost confidence. And it was obvious that he lost confidence. And now it just—it's not there anymore. And I do have to say, although he is talented, he—he he probably has the worst glove hand in the NHL. Oh, it, it's bad. I'm better, honestly. Like his athleticism, the way he moves around, his blocker, his pads, uh, all all pretty good. But the glove hand just I I don't it, he must have never played baseball once in his life because he just can't track the puck with a glove. It's it's weird. But let's get off that topic, Chase. Let's uh just be glad that Matt Murray is not our starting goaltender, but our starting goaltender is the current favorite for the Vesna. Andre he's Vasilevsky. the winner of the Vesna. He he's already won unless he collapses, which it just can't see happening. Like there's no way anybody else even comes close. Especially like when you go into base like base numbers or deep analytics, he's just by far the best in everything. So he, he's won it. Chase knocking on wood because you just love to jinx stuff. So uh, if for some reason there's a collapse by the best goaltender in the league right now. Everyone go to at Chawdust on Twitter and just absolutely blow it up. Make it so that he has to delete Twitter. I'll just change my username. But then I'll tell them your username. No, but I won't tell you that I changed it. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, well, I I sure hope so, Chase, because the way you're talking, if, if it doesn't happen, bad news for you. But, Chase, we got one game to cover here uh, against Dallas. This was on Tuesday night. This was the game where Andre Vasilevsky extended his win streak to 12. Uh, he didn't need to face many shots, but uh, he stopped 16 of the 17. Yeah, I mean, he did what you need him to do. He he made saves. That's really all he asked for a goaltender. He didn't have to make a lot, uh, but he got not what he had to do. It's just been weird for Dallas. It's just they I really they think suck. They suck. like I really think that that break at the start of the year like and just like how many COVID stops they've had and then the weather down in Dallas I think all those 
like environmental factors that they can't control is what's really bringing them down because their roster is not this bad. Like it's a, it's a pretty similar roster, maybe even a little bit better than what went to the Stanley Cup Finals last year. So it's so strange that it's gone the way that it has, but nothing's working. I know you know Tyler saying he missed some time too, so that so that that helps. He might still be on actually. I'm drawing a blank right now, but regardless, yeah, he wasn't in this past yeah, game. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I just drew that blank. So I, I know that that you know that makes a difference. But you still, you know, you have Dennis Garyanov, who's been playing a lot better, uh, you know, as he started to develop. Rupe Hints, still have Jamie Benn, who's been playing a little bit better too. Uh, it, it just like it's they've, they've got all like they've got the pieces. It just isn't working. It's 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 surprising. Yeah, it is. But uh, a another big victory for Tampa Bay Lightning, which is awesome. Um, we got another game with them on Thursday night, the night that uh, this podcast will release. So excited for that. But uh, Chase, we can look at this Carolina matchup. Um, it's a one off. It's a game that I expect to win, uh, although Carolina has been pretty damn good recently. Uh, however, the last time we played them, it was a four game series and we took three of them. Yeah, I mean, it'd be hard to say that I don't expect Tampa to win this game. Uh, They've just proven, you know, night in and night out that they're the best team in the league. So you you have to kind of go in every matchup expecting a win. Even if Mikelani starts, you shouldn't, you know, pretty much expect a win because he's going to go against the weaker opponents. So I I just, it's got to be a Tampa win. Yep, and Tampa in first place currently in the entire league with 50 points. Um, It's good to be there because I think the last time we updated our standings, I think we were sitting third in our division behind Florida and Carolina. Not the case any longer, so very happy to be sitting back on top. But Chase, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. On the other side of the break, going to be talking about the NHL lottery changes and some other stuff. So we will be right back. We've got hockey talk. Those are the moments you're a sports fan for. Um, those are the moments where, you know, you're down 3 nothing, and the team has this amazing comeback. And the guy who you want, who you really are thinking this needs to be the star of this team, has a hat trick. We've got beer. It has a unicorn on the can. Uh, an easy drinking beer that's just delicious. We want to help you understand the sport you love better. What kind of things are you looking for to understand the game better? What, you know, what's a couple of things someone who's watching the game at home when things start up here in a few weeks or if they're watching college hockey, what's going on right now? What kind of things would they be looking for to try and understand the game better or what's happening in the game, that sort of thing? Sure. Yeah, it's a great question, and I think it's it's something that's evergreen. Um... Listen to Jackets Debrief, part of the Hockey Podcast Network and available wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. All right, Chase, and we are back other side of the break. Uh, we got some stuff to talk about, but first let's talk about Curtis, Gabriel, and Bob Boner fined for a pregame incident. Yeah, so well, hold on. Did you say Bob Boner? Yeah, Bob Boner. Uh, that, that just clicked in my head. No, no. <laughs> Bob Boogner <laughs> and Curtis Gabriel both fine. Curtis Gabriel was just over three grand. Bob Boogner was five grand. Because Curtis Gabriel cross-checked uh, was Curtis McDermott, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in warm-ups b- before their game against the LA Kings. Uh, obviously, you can't do that. It's not very nice. Uh, so they went and, you know, they exchanged pleasantries in the first period. And, you know, obviously that, that means a fight. But you, you can't, you know, mess with the other team during warm-ups. So that, that fine is warranted. It's you don't We don't really see that type of thing happen anymore. It's kind of strange. I, I, I mean, I think it's fun. 
a little a little beef to add to the start of the game. Pre-game warm-ups, you get in someone's face, a little smack talk, and then the game gets a little bit more amped up. Uh, I, I, I like aggressiveness in hockey, and I think back to, I think it was Vancouver and Calgary, where there was a line change right as the beginning of the first period was going to happen and they sent a defenseman next to one of the forwards. They just dropped mitts immediately. A lot of bad blood. I like that kind of stuff. So I, I disagree with these fines. 1000% get in the face of the enemy, get in the face of the, the opposing team, get the scrappiness up quick. I want all the physicality. Give it to me. No, I, I mean, that's fair. Who doesn't love physical hockey? And like that, that, that's all, all great and all. But I mean, regardless, you, you can't be messing with players during warm ups. So they're there to warm up, especially if someone's not expecting all of a sudden you just give them a cross check. You know, if if your body's not prepared for that, you know, you could end up getting hurt pretty easily. So it, it is what it is. This isn't the 70s anymore. I think I'm going to try that next time I see you, Chase. I'm just going to be like, hey, what's up, Chase? And just cross check to the throat. How's that sound? Uh, no. no, I'd prefer if you didn't. Well, we'll try it. We'll see what happens. I'll uh, I'll keep everyone updated on how that works out. But Chase, NHL lottery changes. We talked about the possible changes that could be coming. Uh, well, the changes have happened, and we've got the two-team lottery uh, that is going to be changed to this year. However, the other two rules that we talked about previously, those won't be changed until the 2022 draft. So let's talk about them a little bit, our thoughts, even though I there was one rule here where we just weren't the biggest fan of. Yeah, so, you know, from obviously from three to two, you said starting this year, then uh, moving up 10 spots, start next year, and then twice in five-year period next year as well. So the one that really pertains to this year is uh, from three to two teams, which is like whatever that's fine because like I really think like if you're the worst team in the league and you have having to pick fourth like that's a big difference a lot of years because there's usually you know one to two premier talents then there's another guy who's close to that and then it starts dropping off pretty heavily is usually how that works so if to get a top three talent that that's kind of that's kind of needed um so you know I'm all, I'm all for this one how about you the only thing that I don't like about this one is it's going to affect my rebuilds in NHL 21 or not necessarily <laughs> NHL 21. It'll be NHL 22, but uh, it's going to affect my rebuilds. And I don't like that. Uh, however, in like a real life situation, I don't mind it. Um, the, the worst teams should get the best players. Like even if they're, uh, well, I guess I was going to say even if they're tanking, but if they have like an actually talented team and they're just purposely tanking, then maybe not. Um, but yeah, I mean, usually the worst team should get the best players. Yeah. Not, not Buffalo this year. I, w- I would that that would be my argument. I hope Buffalo gets three because they've got so much talent. They're just wasting it all. Whereas Detroit and Ottawa, they just don't have any talent at all. Yeah. I mean, I'll agree with you there. And then, you know, uh, the max you can move up is 10 spots. Like, it's it's just, it's Dumb. weird. Like, it, it, it's it's really weird. I, I don't just, what whatever is what it is. Um, like, don't don't even include teams, like, from 12 to 16 at that point. Just you know, only include yep. the top 11 teams in the lottery if you're going to do that. What, like, to move up from 16 to 6 or 15 to 5, it just, it's weird. Yeah, absolutely agree. That was uh, the one rule that I absolutely hated the last time we talked about yeah. it when they were just proposals. Like, why? Why are you going to have a team that it, 
winning the lottery is, at least in sports, winning the lottery is winning it all. It's not winning the sixth overall pick, you know? So I I think it's absolutely stupid. I, I think they just need to do top 11 instead of making teams only go up six spots. Yeah, it's like it's like you get a scratch off ticket and, you know, you pay two dollars for it and then you happen to win four dollars. Like, sure, you you won money. You, you improved upon, you know, what you invested on it. But it's not going to like you're not going to be able to go buy dinner with that money now. You know? Yeah, exactly. I, I think it's terrible. Um, Just like we said, switch it to the top 11 because there's really not going to be that big of a difference. Yep. And then no team can win it more than twice in a five year period. Um, you know, Love it. Like I, I like it. It's a little, a little conflicting because I like it because, you know, if you're like going to really have that much trouble developing talent, then why keep sending people there to waste that talent? But at the same time, if, you know, something happens where like this is obviously like be a unique situation, but say you're a team with a star player who's kind of carrying you and then all of a sudden he has to retire or he leaves a free agency and all of a sudden you've got nothing. And that takes a couple of years to build up and say you win the lottery two years in a row and all of a sudden now you're just screwed, have no chance in the next three years. It, it kind of sucks, but at the same time, it's helping, uh, you know, like disperse talent around the league. And the, the NHL really prides itself on parity. I'd say it's the best league in all sports for that reason. It's a really even league. Any team has really any chance to make the playoffs except for the Buffalo Sabres and the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, so it, it's really like it, it, it's helping kind of, you know, improve upon that case. And I, that's I, that's where I'm all for it. I mean, I'm really a big fan of parity in the league. Yeah, I absolutely love it because. First of all, absolutely hated what was happening in Edmonton, the way that they were just able to pile up first overall picks. Like, it had to be rigged, right? I mean, you would think. Yeah. If they got like that it. many? Uh, I, I don't know. Um, but also, uh, with your point on, you know, a, a terrible situation where a star player leaves or whatever, well, in a five-year span, if you get two first overall picks and two third overall or three third overall picks, I think you're going to be fine. So uh, I I absolutely love it because there's no reason that a team should get the best player from the draft four or five years in a row. And it sure felt like that with Edmonton, even though it wasn't, you know, five in a row. But to get a Nuge, a Hall, a Yakupov, which unfortunately that didn't work out. I really hoped it did. Um, and then McDavid, like, come on. The best player ridiculous. in the world. Yeah, yeah. that's just ridiculous. Yeah, it, it really is. Imagine if like if if Yakupov worked out and Hall was still there, they didn't trade him for Adam Larson for some stupid bullshit reason, and like they had McDavid there too. Like that team, in theory, you know, if that would have worked out the way it should have, it should have been just the best offense team in the league because McDavid is. Yeah, I I just really want to admire Connor McDavid real quick because like you know we we grew up as kids you know watching Crosby and Ovechkin do the things they did and it was impressive. It was like just like the generational talents or their careers winding down. It's sad to see him go. Well, you know, they helped, you know, enrich our lives as hockey fans. Now, Connor McDavid, the stuff he, he's doing, you know, for the younger kids that are in hockey, it's fantastic. Like, he seriously looks like he's a high school senior playing against a bunch of sixth graders. It's it's ridiculous. I I don't remember. It was a few games ago. Um, it, him and Drysdale were on a two-on-one. He just takes the puck, makes it look like he's going to pass. It looks like he maybe moved his stick half an inch, and he shot like a 90-mile-an-hour piss missile in the back of the net. Goalie couldn't react to it. Like, it's it's stupid what he does. It's not even fair. I, I love watching Conor McDavid, dude. Not to take anything away from McDavid because he is the best player in the world, but he is playing in the North Division. Like, come on. But the North I, Division's I, trash. 
I I think that I think that exact play would have gotten any goalie in the world in any situation because like you just you didn't even see it come off a stick. It was just in the net. It was it's just insane. Oh, so you're saying that Vasilevsky wouldn't be able to stop it? I really don't think he would have. No. Ooh. Um, Chase, let me ask you. Uh, <laughs> when Crosby and Ovechkin retire, how are you going to feel? Because for me, I thought for the longest time that when these star players retire, uh, I'm going to be really upset. Um, so, for example, Drew Brees, I did not want to see him go. He's gone. I don't really... It doesn't really affect me. And I, I'm I'm kind of afraid that it's going to be the same for Crosby and Ovechkin. I mean, guys are absolute legends, guaranteed Hall of Famers. But I feel like when they go, I might just be like, well, whatever. You know, it's, it's going to be sad and weird to see him go. But, I, you know, I'm someone who's trying to get into that to that realm, uh, into like the, uh, the management side of sports. And that's something, I, you know, I understand like players come and go. It, it is what it is. The sport will will stay around while the players will keep moving on. So, it, it, you know, you're, when these legends uh, go back, might set the goal record when these types of guys are just leaving the game. Sure. You know, it sucks. It changes things up. But at the point where they're, you know, they're in their careers where they're getting ready to retire, they've already been taken over by the next group of the next best young players. So you don't miss them as badly. Like if there was no Patrick Mahomes in the league or if, you know, you're a Bengals fan, if you didn't have Joe Burrow to look forward to, you, you'd be more sad about Drew Brees retiring because it's someone, you know, he was there. He was a staple of your life uh, for, as a sports fan for a long time. He was just the perfect model of consistency. And now he's gone. But you got Patrick Mahomes, this new, this new exciting piece, a quarterback that we've really never seen before. The stuff that he does is just impressive. And, you know, as being a Bengals fan, Joe Burrow is showing a lot of promise. And it looks like the Bengals are doing the right things to maybe start protecting him. So you got this excitement, so you're not as worried about, you know, this older player retiring. It's going to be the same exact thing when Crosby and can go. That's a fair point. I'm I'm very interested to see, obviously, both of us going down a sports career path. Um, I don't know if your dad does it, but my dad, he always uh, comes up with old names that I don't know. He's like, oh, he was awesome. You should have watched or you should have seen him when he played. He was like, you know, stuff like that. I don't think that we're going to be doing that. But I could be wrong. I feel like because we're going on the sports path, we won't be doing it. But at the same time, we could be like, oh, yeah, this guy, he's the next Alexander Ovechkin. Roll some Ovechkin clips. Uh, uh, if they're like as much as I think Crosby's better than like o- Ovechkin and currently better than McDavid, the two players that I would do that for that I've, I've watched in my life are Connor McDavid and Alexander Ovechkin because Ovechkin's such a unique player, just huge, uh, incredible shooter. And then McDavid is just this ridiculous transcendent talent that I've never seen before. So like, you know, if, if you like, I, I don't, I don't want to say this because Crosby is obviously just this phenomenal talent. It might be a top five player all time. Honestly, I'd have no problem with that argument, but like he didn't like, he scored flashy goals, of course, but a lot of his goal, of his points, they weren't like the flashy goals. They were just smart. The, the smart alpha play. It was just, it was drew like drew Brees throwing, you know, 72 completion percent out of, out of the year. It, it was just, like he didn't do it in the necessarily flashiest way, but he just did it. And you know, Crosby still obviously showed flash that I just said. But like, he there's not a lot of superstars who go to the net and score goals. Crosby goes to the net and score goals. He's like he's one of the hardest, tough nosed guys in front of the net I've ever seen, and it's it really is impressive. So I guess you know you might start showing that kind of stuff. But when you're gonna go back and watch a highlight film, I think I'd I think I'd watch McDavid and Ovechkin before I watch Crosby. You know. 
Yeah, unless you're watching a backhand backhand goal well, compilation yeah. because yeah. then you got to go Crosby there. But, uh, yeah, 100% agree. Well, Chase, we're going to move on to hockey name of the day now. Uh, you said that he's my favorite player, and I definitely know him. So, uh, yeah. yeah, let's totally see this. Uh, all right, we got Edmonds. Oh, how – is that an L or an I? That's an L, isn't it? <laughs> it's an L. Uh, Edmonds. That you're about to take. Edmonds Oxt. Oxt Collins? Edmonds Oxt. <laughs> See, you can't do it now. Your, your, laughter the, your laughter at the end got me. Edmonds. It, it wasn't much of name. laughter. It was more disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> so Edmonds Oxt Collins. So you, you were you were pretty close. That's why I found you like your laughter disappointment kind of funny. So our boy Edmonds, uh, he's currently playing in the Hockey Ten, which is actually where you know Ethan Cardwell, Jack Thompson played. You know, former podcast guest, not a big deal. Uh, so he just resigned an extension over there to play their next season. But he played the season between Latvia and the Hockey Ten. Uh, you know, de- decent player, twenty six years old, defenseman, nothing special. Uh, he's going to be kind of like a career European minor leaguer. Don't expect to see him anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. And I'm kind of glad because it's kind of a difficult name. Augs Collins. Augs Collins. Augs Collins. Yeah. uh, Whatever. All right, Chase, let's (laughs) hit him with an outro and then we can get out of here. All right. We always appreciate as listening as, you know, as you say, if you'd like to become a patron on Patreon, we'd really appreciate it. You wouldn't be just supporting us. You'd support the whole network. Not required. But if you want to get more content, that's one way to do it. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bulls Broadcast, that is at Bulls Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. You can follow WNP on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. Follow Bulls Broadcast. You can get Tampa Lightning talks and general hockey news as well. Follow the Hockey Podcast Network. You're going to be able to see, you know, new episode posts, uh, giveaways that the network's doing. Follow WNP. You're going to see whenever we release our new episodes. Right now we're doing all football stuff as football, you know, the NFL draft is coming around. We got a lot of good rankings in that show. So if you're if you're a big rankings fan, uh, you know, I, I know some people just even like they like rankings and lists of anything that it is because they just find it interesting regardless of football or not. So if you're that kind of person and you're not even a big football fan, go check it out. Maybe become a football fan. But regardless, make sure to check out the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. Find all the podcasts in the network right there. Boom. Click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. If you're ever listening, rate us five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. And please use code THPN at DraftKings. Jeez, you guys got a lot of work to do. A lot of follows, a lot of uh, different promo codes you got to use. So good luck with that. Um, You sound more busy than Chase and I do now. But thanks for coming out. We'll talk to you guys next time.